0: Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Tom Rebeck and I'm a partner in our research division. I'm here with Ian Adkins, who is a principal in our consulting division. Ian recently wrote an article on the role of telecoms in reducing emissions and we'll put a link to this piece in the show notes. So let's start off with the, the UK government. It set a target for net zero emissions by 2050. So firstly, Ian, what could the role of telecoms be in meeting this target?
1: Yeah, thank you, Tom. Um, the Utility requirements for telecoms are quite uh, demanding. And um, the backdrop really is that utilities uh, are are looking to put more and more communications, connectivity, deeper and deeper into their networks. Um, So in the case of the net zero targets, you can imagine there's more and more renewable energy. Um, It's going to be deployed uh, across the country um, to connect into the um, electricity network uh, anywhere, really. Um, what is What this means is that for the telecoms networks that already currently support those sort of utility networks, they're going to have a massive increase in volume of locations that need connectivity. Um, I think I mentioned in the article up to hundreds of thousands. It actually, there's some uncertainty. It could, it could be millions. Millions of devices that need connectivity. Um, and again, referring to electricity, uh, they, they have a, a range of smart grid applications that they 're developing f- uh, for the energy industry it's they 're still nascent um, but it 's generally thought that uh, they need to be very reliable uh, some of them might need particularly low latency. You can imagine what um, sort of challenges this imposes on telecoms networks so in essence it 's unlikely to be something you can buy off the shelf so hence um you know the, the the role of telecoms is going to be absolutely paramount when it comes to this these sort of um, what what seem a long way from telecoms mm. net zero emissions, but it is actually a, a really major
0: dependency. Okay, so this is kind of a gradual intertwining of the telecoms network with the utilities networks.
1: Yes, and 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 that if like because of that volume increase and the nature of, I mentioned smart grid applications. We're working on a project which has um it it well just in in what's been presented to us as a team 10 or 12 different types of applications and we're going to be developing you know looking to see how those aggregate into telecoms mm. type of solutions um and and you can you can hear from what i'm saying that it's it's still early days and i think when you then scale that up from just one company into multiple companies who are geographically in in different locations you can imagine how to then go and say to the telecoms operators or even actually self provision a mm. private network um you know what do they need to do and i suppose i'm not sure having been in the industry or well, both industries um for a while um I, I'm, I'm not sure anybody fully grasps the extent of change this is going to have
0: on um,
1: both industries
0: right. let's go into that in a bit more detail yeah. you touched on the challenges before so what are the challenges for, for telecoms networks
1: well f- firstly the um, is the coverage challenge so I mentioned million, potentially millions of devices um, and 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 when you think of coverage you say okay well you just expand coverage uh, particularly when you think of wireless you can you can cover it, you can cover wide areas yes you can but um, when you think of that op- operators they, they tend to serve populated areas and I've just mentioned that the utility networks um, they're, they're they're normally quite a in, in sometimes quite extreme locations, extremely remote, and actually where you put renewable energy isn't necessarily uh, in populated areas. You need to, um, it, it, it's often served from from sometimes long distances. And even at a local level, it's clearly, you know, utility networks uh, go across the fields. They don't just sit around the villages. Yeah. So this this sort of coverage challenge is the first thing. Um, it, it, it's a quite different um, solution than uh, a, you know, using mobile network operator as the example, they are very focused on populated areas. That's, that's where their, you know, that's where their commercial um, return is coming from. So that's one point. Secondly, um, utilities are actually just one of many customers for, for a telecoms operator. And, and when you put them alongside different um, industries, they're not overly influential when it comes to their scale. Um, and actually, because of what I was saying about the different sorts of requirements, they actually have complex requirements. They are more difficult to satisfy. So as a, as a telecoms operator, they might tend towards the, um, the easier customers yeah. customers to serve, of course. Um, so the utilities, they won't get the attention. Uh, from their perspective, they may not have such a competitive environment or less choice. And, and you can see that the you, you, you've got, um, I think I've used the phrase tension in... In this article, which um, is is clearly there from just two different industries that have really quite different drivers, but certainly the, the utilities need telecoms to be
0: more aligned. So. W- I guess one way of and you talked about it before was private networks that could be mm. one way of utilities getting a network that meets their require meets their requirements and you don't have that necessarily the, the tension between the telecoms operators who are designed to serve a mass market and utilities which are a relatively small part of that and have very unique requirements. So what role could private networks play particularly I guess 5G private yes. networks? Yeah
1: well I think it's certainly seen by the utilities industry as a you know it's got tremendous potential it's perhaps something they've wanted for a long time um uh they they, they are, generally the, the utilities industries don't think commercial operators i i.e. the telecoms operators can, can can meet their requirements they can't necessarily trust them sufficiently and, mm. and when i mention these tensions you can see perhaps why um so they would favor private networks um and when you talk about that from a you know wide area coverage perspective and focus again on mobile um then it would be an ideal position to get some dedicated spectrum and certainly this has happened in in certain certain countries um when you think about this from a UK perspective that 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 hasn't happened yet um and I know that um within the UK Ofcom is you know is looking into this but and 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 to be fair to them they certainly have to balance competing requirements you know you know in terms Mm. of their um role in terms of thinking about what's best for spectrum and how to yeah and
0: when efficient. you're talking about when, when you're talking about private networks what sort of private networks because typically we think of private networks as being fairly small just over for a, a factory or a port or whatever but utilities they need wide area coverage
1: absolutely and, and and that's the major difference with perhaps where private networks are you know developing a lot of interest they tend to be smaller in scale in just the size of the network, and 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 because it is focusing perhaps um, if you like on the campus type size and factories, <coughs> whereas we're talking here about um, national coverage. Yeah. Um, now, depending on the, the utility structure, that that can mean one company or it could mean many companies. And actually, when you then look at the different sectors within utilities, so electricity, water, gas, what tends to happen? You certainly don't have a contiguous situation. So, um, did the challenge for the private network, first of all, is well, who who would run it? <laughs> Who's going to mm. come and invest in it? Um, so, you know, it's, it's not clear. <clears throat> depending on, I, I suppose, there the are country differences here, but you know, the, a, a question to ask is who would take the risk and invest? Yeah. And um, I, I've the article I mentioned is, is, is focused on the UK. It was part of a wider campaign, um, and, and certainly in the UK, it's. Um, it's certainly unclear who 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 might step forward um, other countries have gone forward with sort of consortium um of of, of different companies because they're all interested they've created mm. a consortium jointly um or in other countries one of the utilities has taken a lead it tends to be easier if they already operate at a national yeah. scale anyway and then they can obviously probably um actually allow others onto the network or others to use utilize the infrastructure um, okay but it could be years before those sort of going back to the dedicated spectrum it could take years to make that decision and here okay. we are talking about we've got to start the net zero type target now yeah it's um makes, it's a challenge think, yeah
0: makes sense um also in the piece uh, and kind of comes back to this tension uh, how do you resolve those tensions in the piece you say you need better alignment between the utilities and and uh, telecom sectors. So, so, how do you achieve that alignment? Um, what does the government need to do to help that?
1: Yeah, I think. I, I mean, certainly, government. I think has a has a role. Um, uh, and 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 to be fair to the utilities, I think they are very well um, sort of coordinated to some extent on 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 what they need, but don't necessarily have all the answers. And I think the the government role is probably timely in the sense that, um, th- I suppose, from an education, and this isn't meant to be a detriment to sort of people understanding each other's um, sort of position, but in terms of the detail of understanding that position, mm. understanding each other's industries, their drivers, um, what sort of market challenges there are, some of the points I'm raising, um, yeah. I, d- I think the utility, the departments that look after utilities, and I don't think it necessarily is one, need to understand the way telecoms works, to to, to telecoms markets work, the way the regulation works, and vice versa. You need some sort of common understanding. And I think ideally, you'd have some sort of coordination to develop um, like a joint departmental policy around telecoms solutions that can serve utilities needs. And so what that is trying to enable is the, going back to sort of the point about risk and investments, is it helps try and set the environment where that sort of investment and the attraction for innovative solutions can be stimulated um, mm. We know in telecoms, um, because of private networks, as just you know one example, and just the the way technology is changing, there are a number of new innovative service providers and different business models are starting to evolve. They could actually present some of the opportunities back to serve utilities, um, and that in turn can, you know, that pressure would also attract you, you know, the operators to to to, um, to focus on utilities. So. Whoever would come forward, I think that all would help. That that sort of joint policy type idea is um, you're trying to remove those tensions I've been mentioning, mm-hmm. and therefore, from a commercial perspective, you, you're aiming for this virtuous circle. At the moment, the, the, whichever way direction you start from, you hit barriers. The utilities don't trust. Perhaps trust is the wrong word, but don't don't necessarily believe that operators commercially can can provide a sufficiently reliable or, you know, a service that can yeah. be backed so up by power be, for 48 hours or, or yeah, to, know, to, days. Yeah, to really meet their needs. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so it's kind so, of be, be, better, communi- better communication between the sectors and better co- coordination at a, at a government level.
1: Yeah, and, and to the extent that it starts to be set out in policies. Um, right. Policies and potentially regulation, and if you look at both sectors regulation, They probably don't set up the the ability for 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 the for the industries, well, the operators, whether it's a utility or a telecoms operator, to to serve each other. (laughs) They are already set up, not necessarily to fully fail, but not to make it. You know, it's not going to be as easy as it perhaps could be. Yeah. Um,
0: Okay, makes sense. Great. Thank you very much, Ian. Um, as I said, we'll put a, um, a link to Ian's article at the bottom in the, in the show notes. Um, at the bottom of that piece, we've got Ian's contact details. So, if you'd like to discuss any of the issues raised in this podcast with him, please feel free to contact him directly. To automatically receive um, all future episodes of the Analysis Mason podcast, please subscribe to our feed. Thank you for listening.